So recently, I've been extremely picky about the candles that I keep around the house. A lot of home fragrances don't really smell natural. They're not really sweet and have a lot of chemicals. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and just toxicity in the air, that has changed the way that I select the candles that I keep in my house. And that's why I'm so glad that Notes Candles exist. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option without giving up high-quality fragrance that smells amazing. The candle industry has a major problem, which is almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year in almost all of them. And I mean all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next one million years. That's right. A million. Insane. But Notes Candles has created a solution. They have a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again and again. So you don't become a part of the problem. And it's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragrance wax beads. So all you have to do is place the wick in your reusable Notes jar, fill it up with wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then do it all over again. And you're ready for a new one. And you don't have to settle for less exciting fragrances with notes either. In fact, their collection of almost 13 fragrances are handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina that are insane. I have a few of these here. Me and Jordan have been using them and I love it. Me and Jordan both are really big candle users, ironically, and so we can't get enough of this. And they have all these interesting one-of-a-kind fragrances like oak milk, vanilla, pepperwood, potassio, rose water all of them are amazing so be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality fragrance by making the switch to notes you can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandles.com slash just different right now notes is giving our listeners 15 percent off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using code just different just use code just different when placing your order that's code just different at notescandle.com dot com slash just different now if i tell you i love you what does it mean if i don't care mm, I... all right i'm tripping are you ready yeah let's go all right yo what's up you know what it is it is your boy starks starks the artist you're now tuned in to the just different podcast where we talk everything faith life and culture that's the one the one. What's the word on the street? Which well, one? Wait, which one is? But, hey, Big Five Two. Fifty two. <laughs> Big 52. Five Two. Hit the year mark, which is absolutely insane. Crazy. It's really crazy. Like I, I oh. think our first episode it came out or we published it August thirteenth. Yep. Twenty twenty one. That's what it was. So around exactly this time last year, and it's great. I do. I really remember everything. Like, I remember we were on. We were recording right here, and yep. we got like this wall right here, but it had like the um photos of our face or whatever yeah, and it was white like the wall. portraits yeah the portraits of our face yeah. and then we had this like black table y'all and it's, it was like it was so raggedy it like it didn't bro, look bad but like it was falling apart it was falling <laughs> apart y'all didn't see it on the camera but I I'm saying it. yeah like it, it was falling apart and you could barely put the like the boom stand or the arm stand for the mics because it would oh literally like uh, indent the, the it was flimsy <laughs> it wasn't know. like good quality it was so flimsy yeah I know it was crazy no nah, yeah it was I mean it, it's been a ride it's crazy yes. um oh yeah and I remember what a lot of people don't know about that first episode it, it wasn't we weren't supposed to publish it like it wasn't even really an mp we were it was just a test test run yeah like it was a test, test run mics. so like we were trying to like test the mics make sure was. we knew how it worked and like the you know the camera that we were using 
uh, and the lights and whatever. And we were like, okay, we're just going to sit down. We just have like a yeah. regular conversation for about like 30 minutes and see where it goes. Um, and then I remember we had like clipped that, like clip uh, what we had recorded right, to right. promote the podcast a little bit before we actually record like the exactly. first episode. What one does. Right. Exactly. And um, we like posted something on TikTok and Instagram and like it kind of like low-key like crazy yeah went crazy a little bit like you know mini viral moment and everybody's like oh where's this episode at what's the name of this i'm like we have no episode (laughs) i was like what episode so we went ahead and we just like dropped um what we had recorded like that little like test run or whatever and so like when you go back and listen to just the intro like you can see there's really no introduction and there's no no (laughs) it literally just cuts out in the middle of the conversation there's no no end um but yeah i kind of like built the i guess the foundation of the podcast how we wanted to do it just like having like genuine like real conversations that was it yeah just talking and doing that thing um that was an origin oh for sure so i mean one year and it's crazy because for me personally like it's always a struggle to i guess like celebrate myself right a lot of times and so even like coming up on the year mark when we hit like 50 episodes and all that, I wasn't even, it, it took like it was, it took everything out of me to like make sure I'm saying like, yo, I'm proud of us right. and what we've done, what we accomplished. And that's why I guess like right now, that's one of the things that I'm learning. God's like revealing to me is like, yo, it's important to celebrate yourself, right. highlight and recognize what you're doing because like, it's not normal. It's not like what you're doing is not normal. And that's for like anybody out there that has a struggle with like deals with that in any capacity, like whether that be like. Graduating high school, overcoming depression, that anxiety, mental illness, yeah. mental illness, getting out of that relationship, like taking that step to improve yourself. Yo, like sometimes we can treat these things that are really like extraordinary, so mundane and not give it like the recognition or attention that it needs. Because right. it's just like, oh, well, like anybody could do this. Right. No, not everybody can do it. You know what I mean? That's why I texted Jordan when I tell you in the text. Yeah, he was like, he was like, I'm proud of us, and then he was like, I'm proud of you and everything that we've done. And then he was like, I, I was just trying to work on, uh, work on. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm just trying to work on uh, celebrating. You said, yeah, I was just trying to work on no, celebrating. What else did I say? What else did I say? Uh, you remember? I don't. What did you say? I said, that, like, I said, this. what we're doing isn't normal. Oh, yeah. We're changing the world. He said, what we're doing is not normal. Yet. Right. It's like, and that's for, that goes for everybody. What you're doing is not normal at all. And, like, you taking those steps to, like, improve yourself and just work on who you are and your God-given purpose, yo, that's literally changing the world, even it if it is. starts with your own life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, uh, celebrate yourself. You celebrate need to. Yourself. And so that's one thing I'm working on. Like, I think we we may or may not have anything, like a little, like, maybe, like, party mm-hmm. or whatever, just some type of celebration because, like, it's important to. And it's not something that, it's not, it's not being conceited either or prideful or arrogant to be like, mm-hmm. yo, like, I'm proud of what I've done or accomplished. Not at all. Right in the Bible, it talks about how, like, David had to encourage himself. Mm-hmm. And so that that's always important. So yeah, that's what I want to start off with up top. But so yeah, since we're basically at this one year mark and we're in this very celebratory season, like in this moment, that's something that we really just wanted to talk about and discuss today for this episode. Uh, because for those who don't know, August eight, um, the number represents essentially like transition to new beginnings. So yeah, August is essentially like really a month of transition. And you can see that of course, like August is usually the time, okay, summer's ending, you're going into like you're going into like your senior year. You're going into your freshman year of college, starting middle school, and or starting your new job after like college had ended or whatever that looks like. This is usually that time of transition for everybody. And so whenever we're thinking, of course, about like August, what that means to both of us, and then the one you work with the podcast, I was like, it'd be a perfect time to really talk about what it looks like to navigate transition and change. Right. And also... We're going to be talking about a lot of like what we've learned this past year and transitioning into like doing the podcast, having mm-hmm. a platform. So some lessons from that. But when it comes to navigating transition, there was a, a Facebook post that I saw from Matthew Stevenson. 
uh, that really described this well. And it said that grief very often is the necessary orientation for a new season. Many of you just need to embrace the fact that that season is over. Now grieve well, because if you don't, you'll have a deaf ear toward your next instructions. Grieve it all. The ideal life, the perfect assignment, the career, friends, death, losses, betrayals, mistakes, attacks, abandonment, lies, hope deferred, company, promises, roles, family structure, divorce, etc. Grieve is orientation for what God has next. Mourning introduces the morning. Grieve is the orientation for what God has next. Mourning, right? Joy comes in the morning, introduces the morning. If you don't grieve well, it will become a time thief and hard word. You aren't getting younger. A large part of numbering your days is learning when to cry and when to stop. And so that was the post. And I thought that was really powerful because when it comes to like, you know, going into like a new level or a new season, like because the key to that next level, which we talked about in Sinking Sand, is essentially abandoning the old one. Right. And that's a process that I think we we all definitely like have to go through and, and navigate well in terms of like grieving that. Yeah. And this principle is important because we all know people who are like stuck in their glory days. Right. right? People that you were their friends with in high school or in a past time that always come around and they're always talking about like the pinnacle of their life. Those are the people that were always say like peaked in high school. Right. Right. Like, and every time you talk to them or you're around them, y'all are catching up. It's always about what had happened, what did take place, what, Oh, I remember when we did this or how, and, it's okay to like reminisce and look back, yeah. but it's something that they're stuck in, right. right? It's usually attached to some type of like accolade they have had in like sports, academics, or some extracurricular activity. And me personally, I ain't gonna lie, I used to make fun of the people all the time. Like I still do. I'm like, bro, like why are you stuck there, bro? Like you remember that game winner? I <laughs> bro, I was 15. <laughs> we was eight years old. I don't remember the spelling bee game. <laughs> like, um, and I make fun of those people until I realize that. I was one of them. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I was one of them right. because, and what I mean by that is for me personally, whenever I did get saved and going into like my junior year of high school, mm-hmm. of course there was like this fire I have for God and that, that honeymoon phase of just right. things being just like so peaceful, be, me being so energized and things of that nature. And after that season going into like my senior, senior year, I, I didn't adjust well because I was looking for where I was at to be the same as where I was. Right. Like I, I, I didn't know how to, what I was, I was trying to get back something I could never regain. Like I had already lost the season that had already passed. And so like I was chasing a feeling, a moment, a season of my life that it, it was, that, that wasn't there anymore. Right. Right. And even like, as you know, I was going older into senior year in college, I'm like, yo, I'm still chasing that. It's like, oh man, I remember, I remember like, look back and say, dang, like, I wish it could be like that again. I could feel like that again. Life could look that good or that well or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, generally speaking, it's not, it's not that life won't ever get better or you're going to peak or stop at a moment of your life. It's the fact that it's just not going to look the same. It's not. And so you have to grieve an old season well and more than that so you can like make sure you're being very present for where you tr- what you're about to go into mm. and so that's one thing that even i had to learn because i was stuck in that in a way not in terms of like you know the traditional like accomplishments well just what i did or what i had but there was like a feeling a moment that i missed right that i was that i, I didn't grieve that i was still trying to get back to that i had to like leave there so i could have room for what's next and so when it comes to like navigating like transitioning going into like something new and something next you have to resolve that it won't look the same and that's okay 
um, you have to adjust to whatever that's going to look like for you next. Yeah, that grieving that grieving process is real. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like the whole transition phase in general is a lot because it's like not only are you having to grieve past seasons, but you're dealing with the uncertainty of like the future and the uneasiness that comes with that. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think because for some of us, when, you, when we walk into something new, it's kind of like everything in us is telling us to like flee from that. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot of uneasiness. It's a lot of uncertainty. And we don't, you know what I mean? We don't want to face that. Yeah. But something that I've learned and had revealed to me is that sometimes the warning isn't a call to avoid but a call to preparation and this is something that shows up in acts twenty one ten. so there's this prophet that comes up to paul right and he's like i got this vision from the holy spirit and i'm paraphrasing right but he's like yo listen up i got this, i got this vision from the holy spirit he takes paul's belt and he ties himself up with it and he says if you go to jerusalem you're going to be bound much like this right and obviously everyone everyone around paul they're they're in disarray they're they're down bad they're like paul like you can't go to jerusalem like you're he's just he's saying you're gonna go to jail like don't go to jerusalem and what paul said in response to this um, warning it seemed that it, that was given to him he says i am ready that's the first three ro- three words that he responded with is I am ready because he understood that this warning from the spirit that I'm getting isn't telling me to run away from it, but it's telling me to what? Get ready. It's telling me to prepare. So I think we have to kind of take on the same mindset as Paul's that sometimes when you're receiving these this uneasiness, that inclination to run away, sometimes it's not telling you to avoid it. Sometimes it's saying, hey, you're going to walk into the season. You got to make sure you're ready for it. You know what I mean? You got to make sure you're where you need to be mentally, spiritually, so to where you can handle it. You know what I mean? Because eventually what happened is Paul went to Jerusalem and it was in God's will for him to be bound. But if he ran away, if he ran away from the warning and didn't prepare himself, then well, he would have been outside of his will. So I think we have to take a, just a different mindset on it and use our discernment to be able to tell, okay, is this feeling telling me to avoid or is it telling me to just get ready to walk into? So, yeah, I think you have to find that balance between grieving from the past, but also getting ready for these, these feeling and emotions that come with walking into the future. Right. Love that. Whether that be like doubt, like uncertainty, yeah. like th- things of that nature of like just you feeling like less than, or just even nervous or fear, right. honestly, the biggest thing, but I, I like that a lot. And that, that reminds me of something that in terms of like being prepared and getting ready and taking that warning, not as a sign to like step back, but to move into mm-hmm. is um, our brother, Eric, he has said something to me once that was really profound. And he was talking about how he navigates basically having a platform and criticism and different comments like that and, ne- and negative comments that he may get. And something that he said is, of course, like, in the Gospels, Jesus preaches and speaks a lot about perse- persecution, yeah. particularly to the church and the body. And the fact that pers- he always says, and whenever it's stated, even in like whether that be the Gospels or in James or different New Testament books, is that persecution will come. Mm-hmm. And it's something that is inevitable. And what Eric said is the fact that <clears throat> this warning or this statement that we're given in the Bible isn't for us to get frustrated at but to prepare for. Right. So what he meant by that is like, so whenever you see persecution come, it, it should be something that it should be something that you're expecting. And so when it happens, like the reason that God or Jesus had told us, your persecution will come. It's not for us to be frustrated or be driven by our emotions, but to get ready get and ready. be prepared for it. Exactly. Right. So I'm getting myself like solidify what in my identity, who I know I am moving myself away from like the opinions of men feeding my identity and my character and so I'm getting prepared and ready for when I know this persecution is going to come. Mm. And so I think that's tied in like really good to what you're oh, yeah, saying sure. just in terms of um, the warning, like different signs and different warnings and what you're getting and even going into like new seasons. Um, transition is inevitable. 
change is inevitable. It's right. something that we don't like, but it's not something to be afraid of. It's not something to allow our emotions to control us with, but for us to just prepare for. Prepare. Yeah, just prepare for us. So, yeah, it's just a transition in mindset of like, instead of allowing our emotions just to come completely over us, just making sure that we're like prepared so exactly. our emotions don't like completely move us one way or another. Yeah, exactly. I am ready. I, I think another thing is, for me at least, with this transition it always came a lot of frustration because it kind of feels as if like you have to uproot everything that you were just in all of the time and energy you spent to walk into something entirely new and it kind of feels like it, it's like meaningless you know what I mean like what was that last season I went through for and it's kind of like in school how you'll have like a math class and you spend that year focusing on that math class put a lot of time and energy to get that good grade just to go into next year and have to learn a whole new level of it you know what I mean it's kind of like what, what was all that for like if I'm just if, you know what I mean I have to introduce me I have to be introduced to this this new level and like sometimes the height of that new level overshadow what you just learned in that last one and it, it's very frustrating and in life I think it's the same because for me I, I dealt with a lot of frustration feeling like I was going in cycles in my walk with God like dang I'm having to to learn your grace again like I thought I just learned your grace last year I thought that I thought that's something I already you know what I mean like I thought that's something I already checked I thought that was something I already learned but something that God had to reveal to me is that you're not going through cycles. You're just having to learn a higher level of the same lesson because the depth of his grace, his love, his mercy, et cetera, is like it's it's so great that it has to be revealed over time. And it also has to be revealed continuously. So if you have to. Yeah, you have to become to come to terms with the fact that you're not you're not learning the same lesson. You're just he's just revealing to you a deeper depth of it. And this is also something I had mentioned that I think it was in an EP or maybe a live just about something God had been teaching me about, like being always a student, like no matter how old you are, no matter what season of your life that you're in, you're always a student and there's always something new to learn. And mm -hmm. sometimes, like I said, it's very frustrating because you can get caught up in that pride of, oh, yeah, I learned all this that last season, but you can't. I think you need to take from that season, obviously, what you need to take from it, but not sit in that and forget that there's also a lot more that you don't know. So along with the um, what I brought up earlier, it's also a balance with this of, OK, I I learned a lot last season and I, I need to take what I got from that, but also not allowing that to take too much from the fact that I need to learn more. Mm. There's 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 always more to learn with with new season. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Like understanding that there's levels. There's definitely there's different depths to even different topics and exactly. sides of God's character that we may not have like understood in a previous season. So it can look like the same lesson, but it's something God wants us to like go deeper in. Exactly. So if we treat it like mundane and very practical and typical, like, oh, I've already known this before, then we'll never actually take deeper steps to get to mm. the God the more God wants us to see in yeah. that. Right? It's like, oh well, like I already understood grace or mercy mm -hmm. or patience or long suffering self-control or joy but like there's still more to that inside of god and himself that he's trying to like reveal and put right in front of your face that you always have to like be mindful of going into like a, a new season mm -hmm. where you feel like oh I've, I've already seen this before you haven't seen this before you haven't mm. Something Alexis says all the time. You haven't seen this before. So you've got to make sure you have the right perspective when you're going into a season or a period of like transitioning because like that can even blind all the things you're supposed to get from what you're about to go into. Right. So I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I think you just got to, in a way, just like kind of embrace your ignorance. You know what I mean? In the sense that you're not leaning too much on the knowledge you learned in the past season, you know? 
And also another thing that I felt like I've experienced through transition and learned through transition is just the fact that our own desires is like one of the biggest hindrances to God's call on our lives. Because a lot of us have our own desires for where we want to go, the direction we want to take our life into. Mm -hmm. We have this like perfect, picture perfect idea of where we want to go. And ultimately, these are things that are opposing to God's will. Mm -hmm. And what the Bible has to say about desire is kind of touched on in James 1. It talks about how, um, in James 1.13, it talks about how God doesn't tempt anyway, but we're led away by our what our own desires. And then in verse 15, it goes on to say that once desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And then sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. So with this being said, it's saying, it's laying out the fact that desire leads to sin and then sin leads to death. So if you're ever at a point in your life where you're allowing yourself to be led by your own desires... It'll eventually lead to death. And this is talking about, it's not physical death, but spiritual death. But I think that is a common theme throughout the Bible. Like anytime you're allowing yourself to be led by your own will, your own desires, your own pleasure, it's going to breed bad outcomes. Mm. But and the issue with that is with new seasons comes new, new desires. That's something that I had to learn. And you can get so content with the desires that you sacrificed last season that you forget about the ones that you're, you're developing now. And it's like each season comes with new desires that you got to put on the cross. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So it's, with each season, there's new desires and desires that you can't allow yourself to follow. So that's something you always have to be watchful of when you're going through transition as well. No, that's really good. And that was something, I guess, going more now into like the lessons that we've learned this past year transitioning, like to doing the podcast yeah. and everything like that. That's one thing that I've had to learn is like, you know, putting my, my desires on the cross, too. And and dying and dying to those because sometimes those can get in the way of like the genuine love and like devotion that we have to God. Mm-hmm. And so that was the that was one of the first things I was actually going to say in terms of like the one of the lessons that I've learned like this past year is um, the fact that I have to fall. I need to fall in love with his heart, not his hand. Ooh. And there was this post that I saw from this uh, worship leader that had resurfaced. She had posted a while ago and it said, when we find ourselves thinking more about what we want God to do through us than what he means to us, the lamp of first love has grown dim. Mm. And one thing that I've had to learn in terms of like this past year and all these desires, these accolades and success getting in the way is to make him my first love again, mm. to make God my first love again. Yeah. Because, you know, just just in the journey of like purpose and going through life, there's so many things that can catch your eye mm-hmm. and maybe grab your attention and, and take you your eyes and your devotion and your worship and all that you have off of God. And then you have to like come back and make sure you reorient yourself. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things I've had to learn is like making him my first love again. So, of course, like, you know, coming to God, you give your life to him. You have that moment. You have that experience, whatever that looks like for you. And you go into that honeymoon phase. Right. Yeah. And it's just like any other relationship, even like, of course, it's always uh, a mirror between, you know, marriage and like, you know, the love that God has for us. Yeah. So you have your honeymoon phase. And then, of course, like you're walking with this person, right? You, you enjoy marriage. The first year is great. And then at some point, it's like things get kind of dull. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like know. if anyone's ever been in a relationship for a long period of time, things can kind of like you have that period or season where it's like, mm, it's more out of routine and obligation mm. than it is genuine desire. That's a bar. Right. And so, so, you, so that's why people always say you should never stop dating your spouse. Mm. You should never stop dating who you're with. Why? Because you you fell in love with this person. Mm. You fell in love with this person. 
and you decided to stay with them and can continue relationship with them and eventually marry them. Why? Because you got to know them. Yeah. That's what dating is. That's what that process yeah. looks like. You continue to get to know them. And so once you get married, you should never stop one evolving yourself and then getting to know who you're with. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps that fire. That's what keeps that like intimacy because exactly. like you never stop you you never stop like learning new sides and care sides of this person mm-hmm. and who they are and who they're becoming. So you continue to love them because you never stop getting to know them. Mm. And so sometimes, like, we can get, like, we just mentioned earlier, like, in these modes of, like, oh, this is so mundane. Like, I've right. seen it all before. Mm-hmm. How much more can there really be? How many lessons God can, can God really take me through? But you have to understand the depth of who he is. There's so many sides of his character mm-hmm. that we, he's not revealed yet, that he still wants to get to his children and where we're at right now. Okay. And that's what keeps that light, like, that 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 lamp of first love. Mm-hmm. To never stop being in awe of him and at, and admiring who he is and his character, right? That's what keeps right. that that fire because oh snap, like I never even knew this about God. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen this this side of him or who he is or or this part. And that's what keeps us so infatuated with like just staying connected to him and everything that he does. And so that's one thing I've had to learn and that that process of like making him my first love again. And never allowing myself to get, to get mundane in my relationship with God. Yeah, that reminds me of the scripture I was actually reading the other day in First Peter two. First Peter two two it says, like newborn like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. So what came first was you tasting that the Lord was good to create that desire to crave the pure spiritual milk and the growth. But I think sometimes we can we can we can forget what it felt like and we can we can forget like you were talking about like we can forget the love mm-hmm. that that gave us the inclination to want to pursue him in the first place so that's i thought that was good that's something you have to continually like remind yourself of mm-hmm. as a bar so sure. uh i think one thing that i've kind of learned over the past year is that obedience is in the attempt anyone who plays any sports understands the importance of repetition let's just say basketball right so with basketball the more you shoot the ball, the better the accuracy it gets. So it's not necessarily about, in your relationship with God, it's not necessarily about the accuracy being perfect at first. It's just about the fact that if you're putting up the shot, and that's where the obedience lies. And that's just another way of saying, and this is something we touched on before, is that God isn't seeking perfection but availability. Uh, and this is one of those things that God has been kind of reemphasizing to me and, and gave me kind of new language for just in the sense that, like, it's it's in the repetition. So you might slip up. You might miss a shot here and there. But, like, as long as you're continuing to put up the shot, that's where the obedience lies, is in continuing to pursue him. And, like, you know, you might slip up here. You might you might fall there. But as long as you're continuing to put up the shot, like, that's where the importance is. So, yeah, obedience is, is in the attempt and not necessarily the accuracy. That's good. I like that a lot. Obedience is in the attempt. That's a, that's a bar. And then another one for me that I had heard in a Bible study I was at not too long ago, well, a few months ago, and it stuck with me. And it kind of like really convicted me and highlighted, I guess, an area I need to work on. But it was a fact that a lot of us want to spend eternity with God. We just don't want to spend time with him. Mm. A lot of us want to spend eternity with God. We just don't want to spend time with him. And we love God enough for heaven 
just not enough to give him my life here on earth. Mm-hmm. And what I've missed and what I've not been intentional about is quality time with God, right? And, and, it, and it just sounds so simple, but just like intentional quality time because I admit, I, well, actually, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but you can, so for example, you can be family with fr- people you're not friends with. Mm-hmm. So one thing I've had to learn even like right now with uh, living with my parents like the past six months is the fact that like we were in the same house, um, living in the same living quarters, using the same kitchen, dining room, living room. But like at some point I realized, dang, like we don't ever speak to each other. I don't ever actually spend time with Mm -hmm. them. But there was this misconception that my proximity with them produced some type of intimacy. Mm. So since we were in the same space, since we were close in some vicinity, I felt like, well, that's enough Mm. that I actually knew them. And so sometimes we can get, we can get in this mode or in these seasons of like, okay, like, well, since I've been attending my youth group, regularly right since i've been looking at these live pretty consistently that i've been at church you know what i mean pretty you know pretty occasionally on and off that like my proximity produced some type of intimacy Mm. and that's not the case because it need you have to have intentional quality time like it's a relationship so it's just like it's a relationship so just because you think you're around god doesn't mean you actually know him Mm, that's a bar so our relationship with god can sometimes like be reduced to a love that comes out of obligation rather than pure desire Mm. and that and that's what happens because you know it's like okay i did this i checked this box i did all of that but like how much time are you actually spending with him Mm. that quality time will then produce that like genuine desire right that will make you fall make him your first love again so yeah i think i didn't even realize that it's like yeah i say i, I love god but like dude i don't even i don't even spend time with him mm. and that can be just like so overlooked it's just like okay i love him enough for heaven like okay, that's gonna be amazing that's gonna be great but like here on earth like i'd rather just do my thing mm. in my own time with my own plan right in my own purpose or whatever um and things of the world can just get in the way. Like, you're every day. It's just like, dang. You know that one guy? I don't know if you've seen that one guy on what? TikTok. <laughs> he'll be doing, like, the street interviews, and he'll be like, uh, 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 football or Black History Month? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. And I think, I don't know, like, that's the same with us. Uh-huh. Right? Like, your career or time with God? Mm. Right? That relationship or quality time with him mm-hmm. from social media mm. or a prayer closet oh. which one you know what i mean yeah. and so like it's just like in the everyday of like spending quality time with him because there's so there's like can get so many things that like we just desire and we put him just on the back seat right exactly. you know when he should you know be obviously coordinating everything right. but yeah that's another thing for me that's a bar but did you do you have another one? Um, no, nah, I think that that was really the one of the biggest lessons I've been. That's big, yeah, biggest been one for you, for you. So then one of the the next ones that I had 
that I've really been sitting on lately is the fact that to know God, to know him is the highest call of every human being. Mm. It's to know him. Right? It's not about like the accolades, the performances, the achievements, how many souls you've led, people we've discipled, communities we've transformed. You know, all that's important. But yeah, and it comes down to how close am I to him and how much of an integral part has he played like in my life mm-hmm. and in my priority and in my devotion, right? And it says in Philippians 3, 7 through 8, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider them loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. And I know I've, I've probably definitely mentioned that a few times, but that's yeah. been like my meditation and my favorite verse in scripture since I've really come across it, I think about like a few, three, four months ago, is mm-hmm. the fact that I consider everything a loss. Mm-hmm. I consider it all garbage that I may gain Christ, right? For the surpassing worth of knowing him, it's to know him. That's it. That is our that is our highest potential. That is our greatest call here on earth is like to be in relationship with him. Right. I feel like that's kind of ironically like a theme that we keep going back to with these yeah. lessons is just like knowing him. And it sounds just so minuscule and small, but like to really have experiences with him and allow him to be our first love and best friend along with father, you know. And so. Sometimes we can just get think, get it in the way. Like you, you haven't. No one will ever reach the highest potential outside of God and who He is, and knowing His character for who you know, and knowing His character for all of this, right? And being intentional about like going into the depths of God. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people that like, <clears throat> dang, I can't remember. There's a parable that we have to speak on one day, but like, there's there's depths to this, right? There's different people who want different levels of God. It's like, how much of him do you want? Mm. Some people just want, you know, to be a fan. Yeah. Right? There's some people who are, like, the multitudes in the crowd. There's some people who are the 12, and then you have the three. Mm. Like, how how close do you really want to be to him yeah. while you're here? And so it's just, like, the highest call is us, for us to know him as much as we can and allowing us to just be completely obedient to what he has for us. So, yeah, that's one of the biggest things that I had learned this past year doing, you know, the podcast and, like, obviously seeing the success that it's had and get all that getting in the way and taking the throne. It's just, like, to know him. Everything else is, it's nothing. Pointless. It's nothing. But, yeah. But, yeah, you, you sure you ain't have anything else? Uh, one year. 12 months. 52, 52 weeks. That's been 12 months. 52 bro. weeks on the charts. Number one in their hearts. You heard? Who said that? I don't know, Drake. <laughs> Drake. <laughs> but no, nah, I think that, I don't. I don't think I have anything else. I think I think I said. I think I said, said what what needed to be said. You know what I'm saying? No, I got you. So, any, but anything else regarding transition? This nah. will be your this will be your closing remark. Just like your your ending thing. Um, yeah, I just say one of the main things for me with transition and the main takeaway I want people to get is just like. Don't don't be afraid of your ignorance. Don't be afraid of what what you don't know about God and what you don't know about your future, and embrace that and, and seek out 
and desire to want to learn more and and don't be afraid of what you don't know so yeah no yeah and then now that i'm thinking about it of course like title of this one's growing pains and this is a thought that came to me i was like in the bathroom i don't know why but i forgot to add it's a fact that if you've ever had a growth spurt before or you ever you know going through like your adolescence and you start to grow like in height yeah. and stature there was always pain associated with it mm. always you know what i mean like when you start to grow you're getting yeah. taller you usually feel it in your knees too then was <laughs> days was crazy that's weird there is there always pain associated with growth mm. and it can be something it can it can be pain that's uncomfortable but it's leading you to get to another level. It's building you and your character and really for where you're going to go. Mm. And so gr- growing pains, growing pains. So don't like, don't take like the sign of like the, str- like some type of like struggle you may be going through or something that you may be wrestling with in your character or your esteem or how, how you, how you talk and, or, like the refinement of God, what God's doing and like even like who you hang around with or with your old habits, don't allow like the pain and the suffering and that to like remove your participation from it. Right. Because all it is is growing pains. <laughs> what you're experiencing, like especially usually happens during a time of transition when things start to get cut and the refinement starts to happen, it's right. because it's the warning that it's time for you to prepare mm-hmm. for what's to come, right? So that it's just just growing pains. Accept it and walk through it. It's the, it's, the, it's the refinement process. That's all a part of it. And that's what this last 12 months has really been for me doing the podcast. It's like growing pains. Like, tra- yeah. like transitioning, going from glory to glory, like level to level yeah. in obedience and leadership and communication. And what I have to do, it's just been pain right but really this just refinement another word for refinement but I, through this pain it was always growing me even though i didn't necessarily see the results you know like whenever like you were growing or whatever you ain't really always see it all in the moment yeah, right yeah. you're in this pain you're like dang but like you look up a couple weeks later it's a month and you're like dang i can't fit these shoes no more hmm this shirt don't fit me like it used to. These these jeans, Mama. Though. I need some new jeans. Yeah, we gotta bro. go to the store. I need yeah, some new bro. jeans. And that's another thing with growth too. That's another. And that's another thing with transition. You start outgrowing things. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you're trying to step into future with shoes you can't even fit no. Man. You can't even fit no more. Man. Even your your atti- your attire has to change. There's some things that you've literally outgrown, mm. and that's what, and that and that's what you have to grieve. Yeah. Turn like coming in, you know coming full circle back to, to the top of this. That's what you have to grieve. It's everything you've outgrown, right? From 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 the pain and refinement that you've had to go through to get you to where you're at. Mm. Growing pains. Growing pains. Yep. That's fire. Accept it. Accept it. I'm ready. What I'm ready. What Paul say? <laughs> what Paul say? I am ready. I'm ready. No, but yeah, look, y'all. We love y'all. We appreciate Always. everyone. 
Much love always. And I mean always. It's only hey, this is just year one. For real. We got we got a few more to go. I'm excited for everything that's about to happen and take place. Uh it's been a journey. Um I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us too, bro. I'm proud of us. And uh I'm just I'm just happy. So yeah. Y'all know what it is. Stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Yeah. Much love. I don't remember hitting record.